So the Lord goes to the source. He says, when your eye is single, when your eye is good, when your eye is healthy, when you're, when you're seeing or putting good things before your eyes, good things will come out and light will begin to fill the spaces all around you. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Today, we're going to be continuing in the series entitled Walking in the Light. This would be part number seven, and it is subtitled Defeating the Darkness. It's important for you and me to defeat the darkness that is within and that is around us. And there is only one way to do that, and that is through the light of Jesus Christ that shines within us. We're going to talk about that today and so much more. Well, all right, here comes today's word entitled Defeating the Darkness Within, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right. Thank you, Lord. Deja vu. <laughs> Serious walking in light. Here again, uh, reading the first uh, scripture, 1 John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Praise the Lord. Also, John 8, John 8, verse 10 through 12. We've been working on this uh, last few weeks, and uh, we're going to continue to work on it today. This is an awesome, awesome, awesome scripture, and I want you to really get it in you. Remember, uh, you can't really apply something until you understand it. The more you understand it, the more you can apply it and receive the benefits of it. Amen. The word of God is like that topical cream. It's like that good cocoa butter lotion. It does you no good sitting in the um, sitting on your nightstand, does it? You've got to get it, open that thing up and rub it in and rub it in and rub it in. And the more you rub that in, the more you see your skin turn less ashy or less chapped, however you want to say it. Oh, it's going to be one of those, isn't it? All right. John eight. Let's rub the word of God in today. Let's work it in. John 8, verse number uh, 12. Let's go straight down verse 12. It says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. They shall have the light of life. Now, we've done extensive work here before. I'm just going to bring these things to your attention. God said that you, if you follow him, you will have, you will possess you will cling to the word will have you or the light will have you and you will have that light. You will become one. You will have the light of life. And it is that light of life that is so desperately needed in this world. OK, the light of life, say light of life. All right, let's look at let's look at it. Uh, uh, what the light of life looks like just a little bit further. Let's go to Matthew five, Matthew five verses uh, 14 through 16, light of life. Remember, when someone is sitting in darkness, they need light. Darkness also means, we can say this, it also means depression. It can mean oppression, uh, sickness, disease, uh, you know, all these negative things, confusion, bewilderment, all these things are signs of darkness. They're signs of darkness. So when you come in, and uh, you shine the light of Christ into an area, all that darkness begins to go away. 
That's one, that's one thing that we were desperately doing there, desperately trying to do there at the homeless shelter. Shine the light of Christ. Give hope. Give hope. Are you hearing? Amen. All right. Uh, uh, Matthew, 5, Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16 says this. Ye are the light of the world, Jesus telling the disciples. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on and healed cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Verse number 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Very clear here. Now, let's let's put our car in park and really examine this and then we'll go further today. Is that okay with you? It says, let your light so shine before men. The word before meaning uh, in front of. In front of. All right. This podium is before me. It is in front of me. I am before you. I am in front of you. All right. There's a difference in being before and on. If he said, the Lord said, let your light so shine on them, on people. That's one thing. He didn't say that. He said, let your light so shine on what? On your good works. So the light of God that he gives us is not meant, although it will have implications of shining on other people. They'll see you shining, say, "Ooh, you are so bright for the Lord. You glowing like a light bulb. No, the main thought here is that they would see they would see. Remember, people cannot see without light. He said, let your light so shine before men. That is, you're going to do something in front of them. Your good works. Now, let's look at this again. Let's, let's really get this. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see what? Your what? See your what? See your what? See your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. So the light that God gives you is to expose, expose the people to the good works that you are doing. Are you hearing now? What are good works? Good works are not um, are not um, just nice deeds. You're being nice to people. Okay. The only way you know something, the only way you know whether something is good or not is if that something that you're doing stems from or comes from God. Because remember, the Bible says that God is good. So it is, in essence, a God work. That is, the Holy Spirit has instructed you. God has led you to do this thing. And uh, they see this, wow, and they really get blessed by what you're doing. And they magnify the Lord. They say, oh, my God, thank you so much. This really helped me. Now, every good work is not a God work. Okay, every that is what people say, oh, this is a good thing that you're doing. We have no idea whether it's a good thing until we see the outcome. You understand? Because we as human beings can have good intentions. You say, I didn't mean any harm by it. I meant this to be something good for you, but it turned into something bad. Anybody had an experience like that before? 
Maybe you gave somebody some money or you did something. You said this was a good thing for you. And it turned out to blow up right in your face. So the only way we know something is good is if it comes from God. Now, understand something. Every good thing to to us as humans, every good thing that looks good to us, it may look great at the moment. We think, okay, well, this is a good thing that I gave you that. Oh, you look so happy, look so happy, so happy, so happy, so happy. You look so overjoyed to get it. But you can give something to somebody and they'd be overjoyed to receive it and they do something bad with it and bad things happen. People have done that. But at the same same time, when it's a God thing, every God thing may not look good at the moment, but it is good for you. Uh, An example of that is uh, the Lord hanging on the cross. That does not look like a good thing, but it is a good thing for us. You understand? So you can't go by appearances by what you see or by what you hear to determine whether something is good or not. You have no clue except God revealed this to you. Does that make sense? He said that men may see your good works and glorify God. That is the Lord's leading you to do this thing. Uh, You're here and uh, you're giving your gifts and your talents. You're giving your abilities and people are being really blessed by it and they're magnify the Lord. You can pretty much you can say when somebody just thanks God for it and bless God for it. Many times you can say, "Okay, that must have been a God work. But we don't always know. Really, we won't all know until the very end when we stand before him. Does that make sense? All right. But until then, all we do is we pray and ask God to lead us into doing the things that are pleasing unto him. Ask him to lead us in the way that we should go. All right. All right. Then we enter into the good work, the good works. All right. So in general, in general, we know that uh, helping others, loving on others is a good work in general. Leading those leading others to Christ in general is a good work. Are you hearing Exposing them to the gospel is a good work. Anytime they can grow closer to Jesus is a good work. All right. But if you give them something, you do something that takes them further from the Lord. I would not call that a good work. Do you understand? In general. Okay, because in general, we would say the prodigal son, rather the prodigal son's father gave him its inheritance. So oh, that's a good thing. He got his money. It's a good thing. What did he do with it next? He ran out and spent it all and. Bad things happen, but it was good that he turned, returned, and he was better than which, uh, better than when he left. So it's difficult to see what is good, except you be led by God. That's a good place to end that part there. That's good. All right. So uh, the Bible says again, "Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, your good work, not your neighbor's work. Your meaning, you are going to do something." You will you will do something that will glorify and magnify God. You will. You have to, let's take responsibility. Say with me. I will do work. I will do work. Good works, good works. That, will that will glorify, magnify, magnify the, Father in the Father in heaven. All right. So we have to take that responsibility. We're going to have to do something. And as you do something, it's going to cause people to glorify God. All right. This is wonderful stuff. All right. So it says, let your light shine. We have to let the light so shine. It says, let your light so shine. Shine means to radiate, right? Light comes forth. This is something that you have to do. 
You have to allow your light to shine. Now, there'll be other things that will try to uh, control you and constrain you not to shine the light. One thing that controls and constrains and constrains people is fear. You're afraid to do something. You're afraid to say something. Uh, many times, like you just heard um, Diane a moment ago, uh, what they like to do, and I definitely encourage everyone to do, when you go into a restaurant, you're about to sit down and eat, ask the waiter or the waitress, uh, do you have a prayer request? You have a prayer request. Or we're about to pray over our food. Would you like us to pray with you about something? Well, as you heard in her testimony, uh, this week, this week, I believe, they asked two waitresses to do that, and both waitresses had someone in their families that committed suicide. So they desperately needed prayer. So would they wait to go to church? Oh, wait, wait. You have prayer requests? Okay, wait. Just come to my church. Here's my little card here. Come to church, and then we'll pray for you when you get to church. They need the church then at that moment. Okay, that's one of those good works that leads them to Christ. All right, so when you're out, ask people, would you like me to pray with you? All right, is, uh, praise Jesus. Okay, all right. Y'all got to help me today. Amen. All right. So let's go on to Luke number 11. Now, Luke, the 11th chapter, Luke 11, verse 33 through 36. Luke 11, verse 33 through 36. I want to show you this today because this has everything to do with you and your right and your privilege as a born again believer to shine the light of God in every situation in your life. Remember, when the light of God shines, darkness flees. When the light of God shines, darkness flees. I've seen this so many times, especially as especially as it relates to demonology. People say, I don't believe in demons. Well, you don't have to worry about it. (laughs) So many times I've seen it when I've gone to different places, different houses, different business or whatever. And people call me in to pray. When we when we begin to pray, the light of God begins to shine. Amen. The light begins to shine. We begin to um, invoke or call upon the name of Jesus as we call upon the name of the Lord. Well, those things, those agents of darkness will begin to flee. I've seen it multiple, multiple, multiple times. I've told you about places, uh, this one particular place I won't. I don't want to go into details about it, but a very huge house for a very rich family that called me up and prayed. Pray, 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 Pastor. Pray, pray, pray. Can you come pray? I said, yes. So I began, I went to pray in the name of Jesus, and the atmosphere began to clear. And corresponding signs and wonders began to happen uh, after, after that visit. What happened? I took the light. I took the light. Home was dark. I turned on the light switch. And when the light came on, darkness fleed. Now, I'm not saying that to you to say, oh, Pastor Out is a superstar preacher. He's one of them preachers of Bremen. Preachers of L.A. preacher Bremen? No. No. I'm telling you this because you, as a member of the body of Christ, have a measure of light. And the more you yield to God, the brighter that light comes. The more you yield to him, the more that light shines. If anybody ever used a dimmer switch before on a light switch, a dimmer switch, when it's all the way down to the bottom, it's off. But if you slide it upward, the brighter and brighter and brighter it gets, brighter it gets. 
And I'm telling you, the more you submit to God, stop playing with it. The more you submit to God, the brighter the light becomes and the more darkness flees. The darkness will flee in proportion to the brightness of the light. That's something else you can tweet. The darkness will flee in proportion to the brightness of the light. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. So the brighter the light, the brighter the light source, the brighter the light source, the less darkness you will see until eventually the light is all consuming and you see no darkness. Now, remember, darkness is the place where the enemy operates. The enemy, your enemy, satanic powers always operate in dark. They can only operate in dark. They cannot operate in light. So if you say, I'm really going through bad things in my home. I'm really going through bad things in my marriage. I'm really going through bad things on the job. All this stuff is happening all around me. It's really bad. Turn on the light. And one of the ways this occurs is by your submission to God. You say, Lord, hey, here am I. I'm yours. I submit to you. What's happening? You're turning that dimmer switch up. You're turning it up and the light's getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And the more the light gets brighter, 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 the more darkness flees. It must flee. It cannot abide in the same place. Light and darkness cannot abide in the same place. So if if your home is light, there is no darkness. If your home is dark, there is no. There's no light. Are you understanding? But that's no big deal. We just turn up the light and the darkness will flee. Are you hearing? All right, let's talk about this a little bit further today. I'm thankful that you guys are helping me today. Luke 11, verse 33 through 36. Luke 11, verse 33 through 36. We saw this on last time, and I need to bring this to you today. I need to bring this, bring this to you today because I know, uh, here again, that this will have a dramatic impact on the level of light and on the level of darkness that surrounds you. Remember last week we talked about uh, uh, atoms. Won't go back there today. But we talked about the atom. How at the center of the atom were those positive ions, those positive charges, right at the center of the atom, uh, positive and neutral, right there in the middle of it. But circling the positive was that negative, that electron constantly circling. That negative constantly circling, trying to get in, constantly circling, trying to get in. Now, that's the smallest unit of matter, the smallest thing that at least that I know about anyway. The smallest unit of matter in existence. So the smallest thing has something negative circling it. What do you think is circling your life? Are you hearing me? If it's not in your life now. Believe me, it's circling trying to get in. If you have a measure of peace in your home now, understand it's circling trying to get in. So what you do, you keep the positive positive. So the negative will stay negative and keep it out there because those two forces automatically repel. You get a magnet and you put the positive in with the negative in, they're going to just, no, no, they're going to attract. But if you put the two positives in, they're going to repel. (laughs) Praise Jesus, okay? All right, so 
As long as you stay in place, stay with the Lord, that will stay outside. But we have the ability as human beings to open the door and let stuff come in. Now, when the darkness comes in, it can be removed, but it takes some time, many times to get it all out. Okay. Once deliverance comes, you want to uh, want to keep that peace, because if it ever comes back in, it's worse to get it out the second time. If you clean it out that time, it's worse to get it back out the third time. Every time it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. It's harder and harder and harder to get it out once you've been delivered. Are you hearing? Oh, yes. So we can be delivered. Yes. But you have to keep that stuff out. That is when you make a mistake, when you err, when you sin, immediately repent. Immediately shut the door. Immediately, immediately, because those things have been waiting to come in. All right. Luke 11, verse 33 says this. No man, when uh, he hath lighted the candle, put it under, or rather putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick that they which come in may see the light. Verse 34, the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when, say when. when. Now, that's a very important word. Please make note of that. Say when. When. All right. It says again, the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body is full of light. But when, say when, when when thine eye is evil, thy whole body is full of darkness. Again, let me bring this point to you. When we abide in light, you abide in everything that is good. That is good. When you abide in light, you have wisdom, you have understanding, things are clear. You don't stumble when you're in the light. You only stumble when you're in darkness. Okay, you don't know where you're going once you're in darkness. So he says here, again, um, the, verse 34, the light of the body is the eye. We're going to talk about that. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body is full of light, but when... Thine eye is evil. Thy whole body is full of darkness. Now, the word when here uh, can also be translated after. When can also be translated after. It can be translated when, of course, but it also can be translated after. Now, this speaks of a moment by moment time period. When always talks about time. Then, now, after, all these are time. This talks about time. Think about your watch for a moment. It says, when your eye is single. The word single there, uh, it's not talking about marriage some, or someone that is not married. But the word single here talks about uh, uh, meaning means good. It means sound. It means healthy. When, that is moment to moment, if this moment now, your eye is sound and healthy. Now, the eye talks about the mind. Hear me. The eye talks about your mind. So you can make a note of that. I equals to mind. Because the eye, as so many say, are the windows of the soul. Information enters into your mind, enters into your life, chiefly through your eye gates. 
So when you talk about the eye, you talk about the mind. It says again, the eye, rather the light of the body, body is not talking about mainly this thing that you're in right here, this body, but it talks about a, a, a gathering of work, uh, a, 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 a unit. Body could be talking about your family, just, just a gathering or, or an assembled um, set or, or group, okay? So when it says the light of the body, this body could be your family, the body of your family, the body of your finances, the body of your business, whatever is assembled, an assembled thing, okay? An assembled thing. The light of the body or this assembled thing is the eye, okay? And how you relate to it. The eye relates to the mind. So come on, with, stay with me for a moment, okay? Listen, therefore, when, that's not a constant thing, when, meaning a moment-by-moment basis, when, Thine eye, or when you, when what you look at, when your thoughts are good, when they are healthy, uh, when they are, when your thoughts are good, healthy, or sound, your whole body is full of light. Okay? What does that mean? I want to break it down as simple as I possibly can because some of us are really going through and don't know why. When your mind when your eye, your mind is healthy, that is when you're thinking healthy thoughts, when you're thinking on good things, thinking on the word of God, when, you, when you're putting good things before you, your whole body, yes, your, your family, your home, everything that is inclusive will be full of light. That is no darkness. It says full of light. That is no darkness abiding there. In short, whatever you set before your eyes will enter into your mind. And what enters into your mind will control your behavior, will control your actions. So the Lord goes to the source. He says, when your eye is single, when your eye is good, when your eye is healthy, when you're, when you're seeing or putting good things before your eyes, good things will come out and light will begin to fill the spaces all around you. But, he says here, He said, but when, here it is again, time, but when thine eye is evil, that is everything that is opposite of the first, when you're not setting good things before you, when you're not receiving good things in, it says your whole body or the space around you will be full of darkness. Again, what does that mean? That means that the enemy will have legal access in to come in and torment you. I don't believe that, okay? How's your life again? Okay, so what we're talking about here, uh, now the spirit world operates, operates on systems, and there are roads, and there are many different things that I can tell you about. But there is a legality that happens there in the spirit uh, where when one force is not there, the other force comes in. If the light is not present, Darkness is there. If light is not present, darkness will be there in one form or another. Now, darkness has three goals. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's the goal of darkness, not to be your friend. So, 
Whatever you set before your eyes enters into the mind. Whatever enters into the mind will control, begin to control your actions, control what you do, and also control what you say and control how you feel. If someone is walking in darkness themselves, then that means that the that the demonic forces or the darkness is controlling their actions. Now, uh, here again, this is I'm not talking about possession and people's heads spinning and green goop coming out of their mouths. But when darkness controls a person, you'll find them constantly depressed. Um, You'll find them. I mean, constantly, they're never in a state of peace. They're never in a state of rest. Um, You'll find them just always upset about something. You'll find many times, too, that their body is constantly in a state of flux. They're always, always sick. There's something always going on all around them. Why? Because the darkness is present. And the darkness is keeping up mess all around them all the time. There is no peace. There is no rest. There's simply mess all the time. Because these are tormenting things. In darkness, you have torment. That's why we as little, little children, we say, uh, Mom and Dad, leave light on, please. Because even as a child, you understood that there was torment in darkness. And when you kept the light on, there was no torment. So the darkness is very tormenting. Are you understanding? But we got old and say, well, it doesn't bother us anymore. But understand the principle is still the same. Darkness in darkness. There is torment. Are you hearing? Let's go for another five minutes or so. Are you still with me today? I still haven't gotten to the meat of this yet, but I pray you hang with me. Okay. Again, the eye of the body, rather the light, the light of the body is the eye. The eye relates to how you think, how you reason, what you do. You can release hell into your own life by stuff that you say, especially in a, in a fit of anger, in a fit of wrath. Wrath, I mean, you're just upset and you can say something and words said in anger and wrath, you cannot take back. I didn't mean to say it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Just that when you weren't in that anger and when you weren't in that wrath, you had uh, you had a measure of control. You were controlling or constraining those words. But you wouldn't have said them unless they were in there. Oh, I can't get no talk. So. At those times of anger and wrath, we begin to see what's really there. So what we're saying now, as we get full of light and the light will push all the other stuff out. But if we ignore the time of preparation, when that time comes, you will say exactly what's on your mind. And words hurt worse than sticks and stones. Ooh, hit something there. Understand this very next part. Verse 35 says, take heed. Here's a warning from the Lord. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. 
You think you have light? Take heed. You, that is, you better beware and you better examine. You think you're going the right way? You better take heed. You better examine. Make sure that you're not really seeing dark light. Take heed, listen, take heed therefore that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body therefore be full of light, having no part darkness, that is no dark corners, the, um, the whole shall be full of light as when the bright shining of a candle doeth give thee light. That is no hypocriting. If we hypocrite, we're here one way, we're there the, the next way. If we hypocrite, here we speak church language, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But over there with that set of friends, we speak this other kind of language. Understand something, we are all transparent in the spirit. We can fool other humans really good. We can be so sad and, how you doing? I'm happy. But you know that in, at any moment you could drop and cry. We are very good. Most people, some people are good at hiding at good are hiding at good at hiding our own emotions from other people. But in the spirit, we're all transparent. Are you hearing? Thank you, Deborah. That is, we cannot truly hide what we are. We cannot truly hide how we feel. Not truly hide it. You will draw to you what you are. You will draw to you what you are. I've heard women say over the years, why, why do I always get this sorry man? Hmm. Why do I always get this type of man? Hmm. Because you attract what you are. You attract it. And until you begin to believe something else or feel your body, that is the eye, feel your eye, set different things before your eyes that it may um, interact with your mind, you begin to think differently about you, you will continue to attract that. You attract what you are like. You can tweet that too. Okay? Don't like what's coming around you? You're the one that has to change. Just like the woman that came to the, uh, to the minister and said, Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, pray for me. I'm about to get married. I said, oh, great, great, great. I said, yeah, but... Uh, this this is my sixth marriage, and I I just want to do it right this time. I don't know all. I just I'm like I can never get it right. I don't know what happened. All these men they're just all duds. Just all. So I'm gonna try this one more time. There's only one common denominator between your six marriages, and that's you. You're doing something wrong in those marriages, those relationships. Okay, seek not to change the world, seek to change yourself and the world will change around you. I I hope you're hearing from the Lord today. 
That's some good stuff, Holy Ghost. Let me see. If I, Lord, help me say that again. Seek not to change the world, but seek your seek to change yourself, and the world around you will change. My Jesus. That's some good. Let's clap to the Lord. Let's clap to him. That was some good stuff. Woo! I'm just as surprised as you are. I really am. I really am. I'm not that good. I'm not. I can't take credit for it. Verse 36 again. If thy whole body therefore be full of light, having no part dark, no dark corners, no hypocrisy, thy whole shall be full of light. Now, if the whole part is full of light, darkness cannot operate. Now, that does not mean that bad stuff won't happen. But that does mean that when it does, you will always overcome it. And always return to a place of peace. Okay? Jesus Christ, full of light, perfection. Did bad people keep coming to him, keep talking about him, so forth and so on? Absolutely. But did he overcome every time? Absolutely. Okay, we're not in heaven yet. We're still here in the earth. And because we're still down here, we're light among darkness. And darkness is going to try to come up and overcome you. It's going to try its best to overcome you. But when we don't dwell in hypocrisy, the darkness will have no place in us. Therefore, we'll be able to overcome it. Some of you are long overdue for quite amount of blessings. Long overdue for some good things happening. Long overdue. The darkness has been running you. Some of you have been running you, running you, running you, running you, and you have not found the place of peace yet. No problem. Just turn up the light. Turn up the light. Are you hearing? Praise the Lord. Oh, there's so much more I could give you today. Oh, my Lord. So much more I could give you today. You need a copy of that CD? So much more I could give you today. I'm trying to decide now, Lord, do you want me to go ahead and land this plane right here? I'm praying that, and somebody else is praying, yes, Lord, please let him land it. Please let him land it. Please let him. The game is about to come on. The game, please let him. Please, 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 Lord, let him. Let him, let him hear from you, Lord. Let him hear from you, Lord. I have more. I have more. <clears throat> my, 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 my. All right. Who's the man on the board? Well, this is the man who is being blessed by someone else's actions. He's seeing their actions. And he's about to glorify God. He's glorifying God. I think that's a good place to stop there for today. I'll have so much more for you on the next time. And uh, we, the Lord willing, the Lord willing, will go a little bit deeper. Go a little bit deeper. Because this actually, the Lord begins really to allude to some things in neuroscience. 
I don't know if we want to go that deep there. I tried this to skim on the surface level, okay? But y'all pray with me, okay? Because this is some interesting stuff. Because the Lord is really talking about neuroscience here. Scientists of today in the 2000s are picking up what Jesus talked about way back yonder. They're just discovering some of the things the Lord's talking about. How it relates to what you see and what happens in you. They're just beginning to discover what Jesus said way back then. That it is absolutely positively true. And I'll show you just a little bit of fact as it relates to that and how that is true and what that means the next time we come together. I pray you receive the word of God today. Give Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.